Welcome back, everybody, to the Spirituality and Magic Podcast. I'm your host, once again, Hunter Salazar. And it's been a while since I put out an episode on this uh, podcast. Mostly doing my YouTube channel at www. Well, let's not use www. Let's go ahead and say Hunter Salazar on YouTube. Just type in H-U-N-T-E-R space S-A-L-A-Z-A-R and you should find my channel. But today, we're going to take a completely different um, line of inquiry. Um, and this is going to be on Stoicism. This uh, author that I'm about to read from the book uh, uh, that is called On the Shortness of Life by Seneca, a very old um, Stoic philosopher um, before even the time of Christ. And we're going to kind of read some of this, and I'm going to give some of my input based on what we read, or my, I might just read right through it depending on if I have anything to say. So let's go ahead and start this. This is page one. The majority of mortals, Paulinus, complain bitterly of the spitefulness of nature because we are born for a brief span of life, because even this space has been granted to us, rushes by so speedily and so swiftly that all save a very few find life at the end just when they are getting ready to live. Nor is it merely the common herd and the unthinking crowd that bemoan what is, as men deem it, an universal ill. The same feelings have, has called forth complaint also from men who were famous. It was this that made the greatest of physicians exclaim that life is short, art is long. It was this that led Aristotle well, ex, ex, expulsating with nature to enter an indictment of unbecoming to a wise man, that in point of age she has shown such favor to animals that they drag out five. Or ten lifetimes. But that a much shorter limit is fixed for man, though he is born for so many and such great achievements. It is not that we have a short space of time, but that we waste much of it. Life is long enough, and it has been given in sufficiently generous measure, to allow the accomplishment of the very greater, greatest things, if the whole of it, of it is well invested. But then it is squandered in luxury and carelessness, when in, in it it is devoted to no good end, forced at last by the ultimate necessity, we perceive that it has passed away before we were aware that it was passing. So it is. The life we receive is not short, but we make it so. Nor do we have any lack of it, but are wasteful of it, just as Great and pricely wealth is scattered in a moment when it comes into the hands of a bad owner. While wealth, however, limited, if it is entrusted to a good guardian, increases by use, so our life is amply long for him who orders it properly. I'm getting a lot of, uh, I'm getting a lot of the foundation for what's going to be said in the future. There's a so in philosophy there you need to build from a basic substance. 
and uh, seems like Seneca is founding a, a foundation made of um, other people's reactions and what life basically is. But this is a good foundation for, I'm sure, what he's going to say in the coming pages. Why do we complain of nature? She has shown herself kindly. Life, if you know how to use it, is long. But one man is possessed by an avarice that is insatiable, another by a toilsome devotion to tasks that are useless. One man is besotted with wine, another is paralyzed by sloth. One man is exhausted by an ambition that allows uh, that always hangs upon the decisions of others, another driven on by the greed of the traitor, is led over all lands, all, all seas, by the hope of gain. Some are tormented by passion for war and are always either bent upon inflicting danger upon others or concerned about their own. Some there are who are worn out by voluntary servitude and a thankless attendance upon the great. Many are kept busy either in the pursuit of other men's fortune or in complaining of their own. Many following no fixed aim, shifting and inconsistent and dissatisfied, are plunged by their fickleness into plans that are ever new. Some have no fixed principle by which to direct their course, but fate takes them unawares while they loll and yawn. So surely does it happen that I cannot doubt the truth of the utterance which the greatest of poets delivered with all the seeming of an oracle. Quotations. The part of life we really live is small. End of quotations. For all the rest of existence is not life, but merely time. Vices beset us and surround us on every side, and they do not permit us to rise anew and lift up our eyes for the discernment of truth. But they keep us down when once they have overwhelmed us and we are chained to lust. The victims are never allowed to return. To their true, true selves. If ever they chance to find some release, like the waters of the deep sea, which continue to heave even after the storm is past, they are tossed about, and no rest from their lusts abide. Think you that I am speaking of the wretches whose evils are admitted? Look at those whose prosperity men flock to behold. They are smothered by their blessings. To how, to how many are riches to a burden? From how many do eloquence and the daily straining of dis display their powers drawn from blood? How many are pale from constant pleasures? To how many does the throng of clients that crowd about them leave no freedom? In short, run through the list of all these men, from the lowest to the highest. This man desires an advocate. This one answers the call. The one, that one is on the trial. That one defends him. That one gives sentence. No one asserts him 
to claim to himself his claim to himself everyone is wasted for the sake of another ask about the men whose names are known by heart and you will see that these are the marks that distinguish them a cultivates b and b cultivates c no one is his own master and then certain men show the most senseless indignation. They complain of the insolence of their superiors because they were too busy to see them when they wished an audience. But can anyone have the hardihood to complain of the pride of another when he himself has no time to attend to himself? After all, no matter who you are, the greatest man does sometimes look toward you, even if his face is insolent. He does sometimes condescend to listen to your words. He permits you to appear at his side, but you never deign to look upon yourself, to give ear to yourself. There is no reason, therefore, to count anyone in debt for such services, seeing that when you perform them, you had no wish for another's company. He could not endure your own. So we're gonna go ahead and stop there for now. Um, this is uh, this book is definitely very solid philosophy. It can be very dense for many people. So it's okay if it's hard. If this uh, these episodes are hard when it comes to philosophy, um, but uh, this is something that's very dear and near to my heart. Stoicism has been. A study for me as of late, uh, one that I wish to contemplate and propitiate. If you want any idea of Stoicism, just look up Stoicism and uh, Marcus Aurelius's uh, Emperor's Handbook. If you type in Emperor's Handbook, you'll get a really good idea of Stoicism if you find Marcus Aurelius's uh, Handbook. At any rate, thank you very much for watching. I mean, watching, Jesus. I'm so used to YouTube. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope this was a bit informative and we'll go ahead and continue in the future. At any rate, all of you have a wonderful day.